Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. And if you guys couldn't tell this week, motherfuckers have been losing their goddamn mind. And we are here to talk about it. I am your host, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by Mr. Baylor the Great. Man, I'm trying to... What today? What's today, man? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I'm try- it's a day to end in Y. Man, I'm, try- I'm trying to make it through. I swear I am. <laughs> and... The lovely Miss Mary Almonte, what's going on? Hi. So, welcome to the Breaks Radio. People have been losing their fucking minds this week and they ass apparently, but we're going to start off with Nick Cannon, who decided to drop two diss tracks for Eminem this week. M mentioned him on uh, on the track on Fat Joe's album. The verse was dope. One of the better verses from M in a while. Honestly, he didn't just throw a bunch of syllables at the wall. But to, for Nick Cannon to have this level, Eminem's been dissing Nick Cannon for what, about 12 years now? And now you're coming mm-hmm. out with two diss tracks? I don't get it, but Mary, what do you think? Okay, so first and foremost, I really don't understand why Eminem is still so obsessed with Mariah. Like, really? Like, where did this even come from? I just don't get it. Um, But with that said, Nick Cannon is was always has been and forever shall be a cornball to me (laughs) so so it's very hard to take him seriously i mean listen i respect his hustle his grind i respect what he's done with his career Mm -hmm. but yeah like i don't take his bars seriously and he's just corny and needs to stop (laughs) and that's how i feel about it it's i don't know talking all hard and getting shook night on it that's just weird baylor what do you think um, I think I understand why he waited. I ain't gonna say waited for so long, but I think he wanted to get a lot of things established business-wise first that may probably would have affected it Uh, if he would have went back and forth with someone he, I don't think he can actually beat. Um, I will say this, though. I do have a different take on it. Okay. Um, I posted it inside his chat, and I almost immediately got kicked out of my group chat. <laughs> with some of my friends that I got, you know, that I was raised with. Um, but I did tell them I have to listen to this. And not only did I listen to both diss tracks, but I actually watched the videos. Okay. Um, it's corny, but if it's, I, I honestly believe, I, I honestly believe that this is planned. I don't really think they dislike each other that bad. So I think it is a certain level of clout chase. I think it is a okay. certain level of grabbing people's attention. Um, mm. And, and, and I think if it, if it, comes out that is true is very strategic because of other people that can be involved in it um and i'm not gonna lie to you if other people did do get in, uh, involved like 50 cent uh and the rest of the game it's going to be entertaining as corny as we think it is we're going to pay attention to it because more people could possibly be dragged into this i mean corny shit is entertaining from time to time i think that you make a great point because fat joe before this album came out hyped this song with Eminem and said it was one of the most disrespectful songs on the, on the album. And then we get not only one diss track, but videos and and two diss tracks from Nick Cannon. So it wouldn't surprise me. There's, there's shit like that that goes down before I'm, I'm sure people in the industry does. I'm sure Mary can add some perspective on this. Um, Nick Cannon now being more of a media person than an artist as he's viewed it, it it can make the beef more entertaining we already know what 50 cent does on social media i mean nick cannon did have a a, a post about 50 cent on i think it was instagram so if this is like a multi-layered like just entertainment thing i'm i, I i'm gonna be watching either way but it can be entertaining just nick cannon is not 
he doesn't have a single bar. Mary, you got anything to add to what Bailey said? Um, I didn't think of that before, but I actually think it's a pretty good theory. Um, and yeah, I mean, these kind of things do happen all the time. Um, I still feel like it's random though. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of a testament to the washness of Eminem. Like the only person he has to fuck with is, is Nick Cannon and like bringing up Mariah again. I don't know. I just, I would have thought of something better. His team is slacking if they, they co-sign this, but I mean, I guess it is working. They're getting publicity. So yeah, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, and I he, guess, he continues to extend his offer to uh, for Eminem to come on while and out. So I figured this: if Eminem shows up on that show, okay, it was a plan. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Then, we, then it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. especially with as much yeah. as a, as Eminem kind of he's he plays hermit when he's not releasing music. He'll pop out mm-hmm. of his his house and go back in for six months. So if he pops up on while and out, then yeah, it's definitely planned. Just imagine the ratings. So it's gonna go through oh, the yeah. roof. Absolutely, or even if fifty, even if fifty cents shows up on while and out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so wow. like, like I said, it's corny, but at the same time, it's like you know what? No one is getting hurt behind this. Yeah. If it's going, they're, they're going to go bar for bar. Let it happen. You know. There you go. Well, moving into the next topic, I know we talked about it last week. We talked about Lizzo and like more cheeks than tracks. <laughs> was the actual name of the of the uh, episode? But you know, she went to this Lakers game in an outfit with her ass just flat out, and it set the world, the social media world, at least on fire. And then she had a post afterwards, kind of breaking down over feeling uh, the pressure from from the response of her body and everything. What? Here's the question that I want to present because I kind of just put the topic on here with no question. The question that I want to present is. Is all this media attention that Lizzo may be chasing, where like if you believe she is, is this ultimately going to be detrimental to her as an artist? And is she going to flame out quickly because she can't handle if she's not able to handle the pressure of what this attention is bringing? What do you think, Mary? Um, I think that she has a pretty solid core fan base at this point. Okay. So I don't necessarily think this is detrimental to her as an artist. Um, I feel like her fan base is akin to the Barbies. For Nikki, like they they're going to have her back no matter what, I kind of think. Um, However, I am actually concerned for Lizzo's mental health personally, because you don't do a a boss move like that (laughs) and then afterwards start showing that you're folding a little bit like she had to know that that was going to garner a reaction um before doing it. And I, I mean, like you said, we talked about this last week. It's in poor taste. Not because of her size, but just in general. Like, if, I don't know, if Beyonce would have wore some shit like that to a goddamn basketball game where children will be attending, Mm -hmm. it would have been a bad look, regardless, and just tasteless. So, I just feel like she's really reaching and fishing for something, and to me, it's like a cry for help. But, again... I, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but yeah. I feel that. Bailey, how do you how do you view it, man? Uh, it's the same thing with me. Like I I don't know her personally, but it feels like hell. You could even you can even say this could be a, a label move. Like you know they in, they in, uh, persuaded her to to go this route to get you know the clickbaits. Um, I'm starting to sense a trend here. I feel like you're becoming a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm just trying to look out for these people because before these people became artists, they just regular people. And her spirit just seems like she was confident before all this. That's why she she got so much backlash because it doesn't seem authentic. You know what I mean? And some people go out their way to stay relevant 
um, to do like just weird stuff. And I'm not saying what she's doing is weird. It just feels like she's forcing it. God damn it. By all means, if you want to show your body, show your body. You're going to get these jokes, you know, but at the same time, we respect your confidence. So if you're going out there doing it in a confident type of way, then I mean, go ahead. But it just seems like she's forcing it. You, you pop up, you do this, you act a certain way. Then all of a sudden you get this backlash and you can't handle it. So we'll see in the future what she does. Makes sense. All right. Well, that's it. I ain't got nothing to add. I, th- I, th- I, I agree with all you guys' points. I just think like I don't. It just, at this point, it start, it's, it's just starting to seem like she's playing into it. Like, she, she's done a couple of posts, and it, it now I just worry that is is her music going to take a backseat to these social media antics? And if that's the case, then that's that's going to be a problem. And, you know, I joked last week, more tracks than Cheeks or whatnot. But seriously, at the end of the day, she's a talented person. We can't deny her. I believe she just got nominated for, is it Time? Some magazines performer of the year, like she has a bright future ahead of her. I would hate to see it get derailed at all or people not take her music seriously because of shit like this when she really is a talented person. All right. Um, all right. Moving on to less positive news. Uh, Juice World passed away uh, just a couple of days ago at the age of 21. Uh, reportedly, he took uh, some Percocets to evade police. Um what do you think about all this and what do you think about what this says about this generation's um addicted addiction to meta uh, fucking drugs that our generation wasn't addicted to so what do you guys think about all this? it says a lot about his surroundings for one yeah. you know um <clears throat> i don't know man it was pretty sad when i heard uh as more details came through um about what are you trying to get through the airport i'm like yo come on like you got sometimes you gotta like ask yourself like what are you into yeah you know what i'm saying for you to have this type of um i, I don't know man it's, it's sad because you know what i've up until you know you put it on the dock and i may have heard his name maybe once or twice and i could even tell you where so i couldn't even tell you a song but at the same time this is a 21 year old young man you know what I'm saying? And that's sad. Absolutely. That's sad. I, I, I couldn't even tell you um, a song, but I knew how he was an influence on a younger crowd. You know, uh, they pretty much looked up to him and things like that. And, 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 and it seemed like this is the way for these young cats now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who can they look up to? I'm, I I said I said in, in in a joking way to my to my uh, group chat I'm like yo Drake is really looking like the most positive artist that they can look up to you know what I mean and I was I was dead serious now I may not like a lot of his music and you know his catalog but I mean when you look at everybody else surrounding him it's not it's, it's not positive and I, and it sounds like who do we sound like now we sound like our parents when we was listening to you know the locks and snoop and all these other uh artists that was talking about you know game banging and selling drugs et cetera et cetera but now you're dealing with yeah. the generation that's listening to uh i want to say <laughs> It's not even similar music because they're talking about using instead of selling. I feel like back in our day, which now we're sounding mad old, so whatever. But I feel like it was the alternative music scene that had all of the drug deaths, right? Uh-huh. Like Kurt Cobain yeah. and yep. you know what I mean? It was like, it was not our genre. Well, I mean, I was really into alternative, so let me not say our, but people used to make fun of me for that, actually. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't hip hop. It was like hip hop was the dealers and I Dare I say, and I don't want to sound racist, I'm biracial people, so I can't, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it was generally like the white <laughs> artists 
were kind of the users and the black artists were the dealers. Not to say that that was something to be proud of either, but I feel like now we've definitely, I don't know, the playing field's even. And as a parent of a teenager who's very heavily influenced by this shit, I'm scared. Like, Uh honestly, I'm very scared. And, like, it definitely prompted me to have a conversation with my daughter. Like, I don't know what, you know, (laughs) what you've done or doing or thinking of doing the people around you, but this is what it leads to. So it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then kind of following this, Jordan Lucas had a tweet just talking about uh, this generation's rappers and how they glorify, glorify, God damn it, why can't I fucking talk today? Just glorified, <laughs> glorified drug use and you know trippy red has also said as well how he's only doing weed from now on do you think that is this going to catch on like are is are we going to see now a trend in music moving did juice world have that kind of impact to where we're going to see this younger generation stop glorifying the drug use that they have been doing shit i thought it would have been mac if anybody true you know true but um no, but he's completely right. And, you know, the, the crazy part about it is as soon as I seen that, the first person I thought of was Eminem, Lil Wayne, Future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we started talking about the, the pioneers of, of this, um, I hope so. I hope so. I bring up Drake, and, and I know I'm on the opposite side when it comes to Drake names a lot, but I really feel like he has a voice that could help the situation. I'm not saying he could fully change it, but he can help because he's a major influence to the, to not just the, you know, the industry, but to the world. Yeah. You know? So I could, I feel like if he was to put some projects together or a couple of tracks together, um, with a, with a few features, I think it could help. It wouldn't hurt, but you know, having certain rappers saying that they just going to do weed and that's it. Nah, I'm not saying their name is not big enough, but I just feel like the heavy hitters need to come out and say something. All right, Mary. I mean, I also think we need some boots on the ground type shit again. I mean, back when I was a kid and a teen, D.A.R.E. was like in your school. Like it was, I forgot what that shit even stood for, but it was like, don't do drugs. (laughs) I don't know if you guys had it in the Midwest or the West Coast, but New York. Right. And that no longer exists. Or if it does, they definitely haven't visited any of my kids' schools. So, yeah, we yeah. need that back. I forgot what happened with D.A.R.E. I think, I know D.A.R.E.'s around still for some people. Yeah, yeah, time, it's just not as nearly prevalent as what it was back then. Yeah, and then there was like a Just Say No campaign. I mean, again, things were a lot easier. Messages were a lot easier to get across back then because it was like, TV, radio, and everyone kind of watched the same thing. Whereas now it's like so many different outlets. Um, But I definitely think we need that back. Like people need to be, I mean, I'm not, so I don't know. Now I'm getting all TMI tonight, but my mom smoked weed (laughs) throughout my, you know, childhood. Um, And she used to tell me that it was a cigarette that she would roll herself. And how I discovered what weed was, was when dare came to my class and they were like, this is marijuana also known as weed. And I was like, mom, mom, do you know that you're smoking weed and That's not funny. cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. I might've got funny for that actually. But yeah, the point is I don't, I think by the time these kids become aware of it, it's, already at the point of glorification and they're like on the brink of trying it so i think we need to get kids earlier than you know what i mean like yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) education makes sense 
All right. Well, um, moving into the next topic and one that, you know, hopefully brings back the energy up is I don't know if you guys seen it, but this video of, of the baby performing after, on being stuck on the jet live on FaceTime to the audience in the crowd. This as someone who like loves live performances and everything, like if a concert got canceled and the artist did this, yeah, it's not the same, but you got to respect him for this one. What do you think, Mary? I think the baby is something special, honestly. And I kind of can't believe I'm saying this, but he's my favorite right now by far. Um, I think he's a true performer. I mean, he actually dances and he could spit. Um, yeah. I kind of think he's like the closest thing to a full package that we. And let me let me not even say that, because that to me is disrespecting him. He's the full package. Mm-hmm. He's clever. He's witty. He's entertaining. And he actually cared enough to really try to put something together. And he should be commended for that. And I actually feel like I'm excited for his career as it unfolds. So, yeah, he is yeah, special. Baby. That between that and the Saturday Night Live performance and this video, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's he is mm-hmm. he is special right now. What do you think, Baylor? I feel like he's going on that same that I, I feel like he's going on that Ricky run that uh, Cardi B went on. You know, mm. um, that's a great comparison. Yeah, like whoever his team is, like they 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 get it, they get it. And so, he, like he turned himself into. I remember he was getting questioned a lot because of his name. Uh, there was a video out there where he got confronted by some cats uh, during the video shoot. Um, so his his character was questioned at first, but that was because we didn't know much of him. Mm-hmm. Turns out, I mean, you know, he's a he's a one of the people's favorites. So yeah, I'm like Mary, man. I want to see how his future unfolds. I do want to see him rap on different beats, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've we've talked about some of the critiques with 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 the baby, and yeah, yeah. Shit, all sounds the same, but you know, as a performer, as an artist, I just he's he is special, and he he brings a special type of energy. It's not that many people who can now, especially nowadays, who can get the crowd going like he can. He he, and he has a lot of room. He can actually rap. I'm not gonna say he's like the most lyrical cat around, but compared to his peers, he definitely can rap. Oh yeah, I could digest it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not you know it's not mumble rap at all. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, that's it uh, on that one. We just moving through these. Next one. Rhapsody announces the black woman created this tour. He's actually going to be here February 17th, which I'm fucking excited about. Uh, have you guys got a chance to look at this? Are you excited? Do you think this is going to be be a better platform for her to get more notice? Because I feel like Rhapsody still doesn't get the attention she deserves outside of the core hip hop audience. But what do you guys think? The first thing that I thought I of know. was... You got it? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, the first thing I thought of was who she's going to feature on the tour. Uh, because, like you said, this could be that moment where she gets her name, her brand really out there to where she's noticed. Uh, so I want to see what artist she brings on. Even the, Not even if she, you know, names them all and puts them out there. I want to see the surprise guest that pops up during the tour. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Absolutely, I have a feeling that 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 K dot is gonna pop up. I really Ooh. do. Ooh. For some reason, like when I when I seen it, I'm like, yo, I think so. I you know I don't. Maybe I'm just hoping. I, I mean, is there even a connection between her and K dot? Are you just I, not not really? Not that I know of. But mm. it, it just popped in my head. Like he's been gone for a while, and they're mm. definitely part of the same. Uh, I would say style. Okay. A rat. Okay. So I can yeah. see her not drifting off, and because I don't want her to get to the point where she feels like she has to pull the commercial artist on stage to get that type of look. I feel like she can go reach out to a J Cole and a 
and a, a Big Sean or or a K Dot, like I said, and bring them on stage because they have the overall, you know, fan club. And I feel like bringing one of them on stage would open up her brand to their fan club. You know what I mean? Okay. I like I, I like that. That's smart, Mary. Do we know where she's from? She's from where, North Carolina, right? She's from North Carolina. So I can definitely see J. Cole, especially when she goes to North Carolina, J. Cole is definitely going to be. Yeah. yeah. But I do think she needs a commercial artist. I do. Otherwise, she's going to stay in this bucket that she's in where we appreciate her. But, you know, that's not giving her the level of success that she deserves. Yeah. I wanted I mean, to bring the right one. Out, but I do think <laughs> she needs exposure. So. OK. Yeah, she she needs something. I don't know. The, the talent's there. The music's there. Like, and I don't ever see her, like, selling out for a, a radio hit or anything like that. But, like, remember how, like, back in the day, there would be, like, a dope R&B collab and a rapper collab, which kind of goes into the next topic we're going to talk about, a surprise topic. But, like, she needs something like that, I think, would have made. Like, if Rhapsody and Beyonce did a song together, overnight, double, double yes. what her fan base is. I was just about to you say that. You know I kind of liken her to? I liken her to Common before getting with Good. Okay. It, I mean, I was a huge Common fan. Like, I was a Common fan from, you know, I used to love her. Like, when he would go by Common Sense, and it was a whole, you know what I mean? But, like, I felt like I was in a niche of people who really were aware of him. Then when he teamed up with Kanye, it put him in a whole nother level. That is true. That is true. Okay. I mean, I, I wish for the best for Rhapsody, because she, she it, it just, it always sucks to see somebody at her talent level not get the mainstream appeal that she really deserves, in my opinion. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's delivering quality music, and if nobody else is going to enjoy it, the hip-hop heads are going to if I'm going to force it, then I'm going to make it make sense. So right now, it'd be good with her tour about to drop and with the lady shenanigans that's been going on with her style of rap and the music that Lizzo makes. I put her, I'll pair her and Lizzo together. Okay. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. That's a good one. So there you go. Well, we. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll, we'll keep watching uh, Rhapsody's career. But a surprise topic that we have, and I got a chance to mention it to Baylor. Uh, he doesn't know the topic either, Mary, but this is your first time hearing about it. We got asked a question by a listener that I want to present to you, and it's, why don't we get better R&B music than what we get currently? And uh, Marla from the Urban Sweet Talk actually presented this. She said that it's a lot of, it may have to do with this generation doesn't fall in love the same way that we did. And the young, they don't appreciate love. It's all about sex. So that's why R&B music isn't really about love anymore. It's about sex. What do you guys think? I, yeah, I mean, shit. <laughs> it's nothing else to say. It's, that's what it is. I think we've said before that uh, on the episode before that they don't they don't make love anymore. They just out there fucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and that, and that makes it different. Like they don't know how to appreciate a woman. Uh, they've never dealt with heartbreak. And yeah, all that adds up. You put all that together, you got one hell of an album coming out. That is true. I mean, from from chasing. There's something them. to think about there. There is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like this is definitely an era of like fuck boys and city girls. <laughs> so, but I will say this: our R and B was definitely low key about sex. It just wasn't as like direct and positioned as raunchily. You know mm. what I mean? But come on, you can't listen to like a Jodeci album and not <laughs> get the sexual undertone. Yeah. there i mean it just was kind of well first of all people used to actually sing back then whereas i don't know i mean it's hard to tell the difference between rapping and singing now because Sound it's like, like they whining now right <laughs> everybody kind of does a little sing songy riding the beat and then that's called singing or i don't know um so i don't i feel like the soul is missing now basically 
Okay. Even when the content is about love, it's still not soulful. But I think the style of singing is just very different. So I like there's that. no influence anymore. I used to li- I could listen to Joe. Joe can teach you about a woman from first album to the last album. One of the last tracks that I downloaded from Joe is called If You Lose Her. And if you listen to that track, he tells you right then and there, brother, if you lose her, you'll be lost. They don't understand how it is to be in love and almost lose somebody. It's more so of, I got a lot of money. I want you and your friend and your sister. And it's like, you know, it's doesn't add up. Mm. Nobody's teaching them. They don't have anybody to look up to. If you really think about it, who's their R and B OGs right now? Because you got to figure when we were. I was I was born in. A, I don't want to put nobody age out there, but I was born in the eighties. So we came off of a lot of like soul R and B. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I grew up listening to uh, Stevie Wonder a lot as as well. Yeah, and and it's a lot of soul. Oh, Luther. Music, right? Yeah, Luther. I mean, the eighties was prime time for him. Yeah, yeah, and, and even even the pop music we listened to had you know had some you know some romantic vibes to it. Because Mike, I mean, a lot of people don't label Mike as an R and B artist; they label him as a pop artist. Mm. You know, and he had some you know some some music and and some lessons out there. So it's just about who they listen to, or if they did listen to R and B. Yeah, well, you know, Brian your parents, Knight, bro. Oh, yeah. If you revisit on, his work now, it's like, wow. Like, he still is doing it. So, yeah. Makes sense. Well, I guess that's it on that one. We we, we did that one. Uh, so, no influences. People only care about sex nowadays. And it's hard to tell the difference between rap. People can't really sing. There's not very many people who don't use some type of auto-tune or something as well with their singing. I mean, I was just going to kind of pose the question to you guys. Like, who, what R&B artist of today actually sings? I'm, like, mm. struggling to think of one, especially in the male well, department. I will Sir, Sir and Anderson Pat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, look, we got a certain, and, and the crazy part is, between the three of us, we listen to a lot of music. Yeah, but for us to sit up there and not mention no names off top showed you that it's very. <laughs> I mentioned Haley Smalls a couple of episodes ago. Dude, people still don't know who she is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like there's more Snow women, Electra. but on, on the male side, it really just is. I don't Masego if we're even counting him as R and B, and yes, yeah, Sir Anderson Park, and that's really it as far as what prominent. about uh, we got Neo? But he, Neo, what he's like he's once every five today. years now. Yeah, yeah. true. What that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he still <laughs> he got his origin a decade or more ago. So yeah, yeah no. What about, I, what about the dream? He's also not. Yeah, he's not from this. That's not from this generation. Like we're talking yeah. about, like like well, but, artists. But, no, but my but my thing is, we still listen to music from the seventies. That is true. So that's what I'm saying. Like they got to be. They're closer to closer to their generation than ours. Yeah, but that's the other thing. This new generation is hard headed, and they think they know it all and don't pay homage to what came before them. So that's that's whereas we were kind of brought up to like appreciate the classics. They're kind of brought up to rebuke it and kind of feel like they're making their own lane and they don't want to hear nothing. I don't know. I mean, these are like traits that they say are typical of millennials, Mm -hmm. but I'm a millennial. I mean, I'm on the older end of millennial, but I'm still a millennial and I don't associate with that shit. So we're going to say that's Gen Z. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I don't, I like, I know technically if we're looking at like when the cutoff is I'm a millennial, but I don't, I don't have anything much in common with these millennials. Like we don't even listen to the same music. So like, I remember I mentioned, um, I, 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 cause I'm in a music group on somewhere and I was like, 
I mentioned how it was was it Marvin Gaye or something like that, and they were like, "Who listens to Marvin Gaye?" I'm like, oh, whoa, "This is not buddy. where I need to be. This is not." You the group slow down here. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave group. <Yeah>. Click. <laughs> <laughs> like, who listens to Marvin Gaye. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we we need to talk about R and B more. I just honestly, and I know people like I say we're a hip hop podcast, but we really are open to talking about all all music. It's just it's really not that much R and B music released to get us talking to R and B topics. So. Man, let me tell you, every I'm Friday missing. night, every Friday night, I've never missed a Friday night where I'm just laying down and I am digging through the iTunes crates for R&B tracks. Mm-hmm. I don't care what era, what decade. I'm just searching for stuff. So I'm not going to say I love R&B more than I love hip hop, but it's, it's damn near, you know, 49, 51 for me. Mm, okay. I warm yeah, up to, I'm, I'm I warm up to R&B tracks for basketball. I don't even listen to yeah. it. I, it's either DMX or some slow jams. I'm with it. It helps my free throw percentage, Hayes. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say, bro. I got nothing. I'm just here. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and we're gonna get into our, our first break. We will come back after this. We're going to be talking about some new music. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast. Podcast. A weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right, motherfuckers. Did you guys actually finally listen to the Griselda album? Can we start there? God, damn, that was aggressive. <laughs> I didn't, so I'm going to be quiet. I did. <laughs> Man, that shit sounded Y'all like Wu-Tang 2.0. Thank you. Thank you. Real talk. And when people ask about Griselda, like I was, I, I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere. Someone asked me like, why, why should they listen to Griselda or whatever? Like describe them. I was like, Griselda is basically if you mix Wu-Tang with Slaughterhouse and put a modern twist on it. Like that's honestly how it is. And I'm not yeah. saying they're going to be at the heights of Slaughterhouse. I'm talking about in the way that they make music, that, gr- that grittiness, you feel all that. Go ahead, Bailey. I, I gave my thoughts last week. Go ahead. It sound it sounded like all right. Where it sounded like they gentrified Staten Island, but then they left a small part or whatever, and then just dumped them off there, and then you know they just grew up from that. Like it really sounds like some filthy as like RZA said here. Okay, you know what I mean. So it, I mean it's not a it's not a it's not a a dislike or and it's not like a it. it it's, it's okay like it's okay if i went over if i went over to your crib and you was playing it i'd be like all right you, you on that shit right now you, that's what you playing right now but um yeah i mean i i guess i gotta wait to see what else they come out with that shit just sounded like some some 2019 wu-tang shit that's what i like to hear Damn. that's what i like to hear see mary why you gotta listen to this shit you see why you gotta listen i to know it? i know i'm on i'm on it 
and I didn't expect it. So that was the that was a great thing because I had no idea how this shit was gonna sound. And I, the first goddamn track, I'm like, all right, I hear a legend talking. I go to track number two, and I'm like, God, would they did they get back together? They back in the booth? You know what I'm saying? Man. Like these, it, hey, it's some Wu Tang knockoffs, and that's not a diss. See, now Mary has to listen. You have to. He meant look at it. He he mentioned your. I know, your group. I know. I'm sold. I'm sold. Like and, I'm about to. Bump it as soon as we finish the show. And 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 Westside Gun is from Buffalo, New York, too. So night, please. That's nowhere near here. <laughs> Buffalo is far. We don't. No, I know Buffalo that. is far. I'm just saying, like they are. They are East Coast. So they're they're this not NYC sense. though, so we don't. We're not repping. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that hard. All right. Uh, we're going to get into the next uh, set of music. Mary, did you get a chance to listen to either Game or Fat Joe's new album? Fat Joe. Okay. I have heard. We'll start Sound there. Like... What do you think about Fat Joe's album? I am still not sure. <laughs> I mean, there were some elements of it that were like classic Joe. And then I felt like some of it was a little forced and was like... Him trying to be a little versatile slash modern, and I don't know how I feel about it. So I think I'm going to have to sit with it for a little bit before I really make a determination. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Baylor? Look, I'm the same way. I feel like I got to put on a a velour sweatsuit and listen to it again. (laughs) Sean John. Yep. 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 Um, It was good, you know, but. He hyped it a little. <laughs> he hyped it a lot. I did like the Eminem track though. Yeah, the Eminem track. Was I fun. did. Yeah, I did like that. Um, it was good. It was good. It, it's just not as good as he said it was going to be. I thought it. I, I ain't gonna lie, because I'm a I'm a Fat Joe fan. So the way he was hyping it up, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. I could have waited. I think with uh <laughs> with Joe though, it's like every I've never liked a full Fat Joe album. Never. So for oh, me, I don't think anybody yeah, has. For me, it, it's what I expected. Every Fat Joe album that I've listened to, I get two or three tracks that I love, and the rest are throwaways mm-hmm. to me. Like that's just how every Fat Joe album has worked to me. So this one has been, it's, yeah. it's on, it's on par with that to me. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's the the track with Eminem is definitely the standout track in my opinion. But um, you know, for Fat Joe fans, I mean, he's had success. He constantly, mm-hmm. so he act, obviously has a solid fan base and a loyal fan base. I would like to see like someone who's actually a fan of like Fat Joe, what their opinion of this album is, because for me, just coming in, I got what I expect from a Fat Joe album. That that's that's all I can say. It's, I'm not gonna say it's horrible. I just I've never liked a full Fat Joe project ever. Mm. Quick I've quick topic alert that way. Yeah. Quick topic. What's his most standout song Lean of back. all time? Lean back oh, is a modern God. day Negro spiritual oh, and yeah. the remix. Oh yeah. my. God. God, yeah, yeah. and those were the good days with Remy, also. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say, if we're just going off his top tracks, make it rain with little, with Lil Wayne, definitely lean uh-huh. back, and then all the way up with Remy. Oh all yeah, the way up. yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Yo, he's yeah. definitely got like he got to be mentioned as one of the cats that had some of the best singles. Yes, and yeah. even features. Let me tell you something. His joint with Pun off of Capital Punishment, Twins. I think it was mm-hmm. called that verse is like his verse was fire. That whole concept was one of my favorite. Definitely my top ten. So yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I'm a Terror Squad fan for sure. Um, but I never really thought about it the way you just phrased it, Hayes. Where it's like with with Fat Joe himself. Yeah, his albums are usually like you got about three bangers, and then the rest are like not trash, but definitely not. Yeah. 
like, yo, you gotta hear this hot shit. So, yeah. I do put Fat Joe and Jada Kiss in the same light, though. They never yes. had a bad feature verse. Yeah, yeah agreed. I mean, yeah, I mean, and their swag is like when they, when as soon as you hear them on a track, it's like unmistakable. You know, you yeah. you already know. <laughs> yeah, I would never, so. call, I would never call Fat Joe trash at all as like an artist. He's not, and then the fact that he's been able to stay relevant. For damn near three decades, like that's not nothing to to shake your head at. Like the dude's been around forever, and he's been a, a constant figure in hip hop. But yeah. just uh-huh. just uh, you know, you got you get to a point where you you don't hate an artist, but you learn to appreciate certain things in an artist, and that's what I appreciate in Fat Joe. I know I'm gonna get singles that I love. Um, mm-hmm. and like you said, features he's gonna kill. Uh, and he does. Yeah, he, he has a swag. When Fat Joe gets on the track, whether it's his or it's not, and it's one of those hits, it's undeniable. Like it's it's undeniable. You you look forward to it, but you know, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. I would definitely nominate him to be part of the hip hop elder statesman mm. committee that we had talked about yeah, like, like months ago. Yeah, like he's in there. And and uh, on a personal note, I remember I remember dropping dropping my cousin off downtown, not downtown, but it was in the Beverly Hills area. And he was like, man, I was going to get something to eat. I dropped my phone and I picked it up and I seen Fat Joe. Fast forward, I don't know what happened, how fast it happened, but they end up smoking and drinking together. Damn, that's funny. Yeah, so he, he just seems like just one of them cats, like when you see him, you just want to give him a hug. Yeah. He, no, on a personal tip, he's hilarious. And so really quick, funny story. Um, when I first started working at Hot 97, um, they put me in someone's office who no longer was there anymore. But a lot of people, you know, would come around looking for her in my office. And my door was closed one day and Fat Joe's walking past. He stops and comes back. And then so, so it was like a door that had like a window next to it. Like, so he starts doing the little play thing, like where you're going downstairs, but there's no stairs. Like, oh, yeah. and he keeps doing that back and forth making faces through the window and like maybe two or three minutes pass and he comes back and opens the door and is like, Oh shit. I thought you were insert girl's name who I was not, who used to have the office there. And he was like, but it's dope to meet you anyway. And like, you know, after he did a bunch of clownish things, thinking I was somebody else. Um, and yeah, I mean, he gave me like, he shook my hand, gave me a hug and, you know, it was mad cool. So I actually think he's a really cool dude. That's but Yeah, I mean, he seems, yeah. he seems like he has the energy about him. And I, like he's he probably had one of the most entertaining beefs with 50 Cent. I remember one time he took over a radio. I can't remember what radio station because this was so long ago. And just seeing him in there, like, cracking jokes at 50 Cent with a 50 Cent song we're playing, talking shit. Like, Fat Joe has an energy about him that's undeniable. Um, So I appreciate him for the person he is. It's just his music is, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> remember that diss track called Revolver? I don't remember that one. That was, I, I think that was 450, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was. Mm. I don't yes, know about I still Fat Joe diss tracks, but you know it is what it is. Um, <laughs> let's get into this last one: "Game Born to Rap." That was a good ass album. It was solid, and this is his last yeah. one, reportedly his last one. And I, I, I my, it ain't his last one. Yeah, my thoughts on this are very much like Fat Joe, but different. Like a game album to me is most of games albums are solid listens when you listen through it. Mm-hmm. They cool. Like I, 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 I don't find myself going back to anything but the documentary. Honestly, I never go back to a game album other than that. But uh, he's, I think he suffers from what a lot of artists, well, not a lot, but some artists suffer from. You give us a classic out the gate and you never quite get that back. Some artists don't. And he's never, I don't think, got back to the height of the documentary. Matter of fact, I would go on to say 
if it wasn't for his beef with 50 Cent and how he seemingly took down G-Unit when when they were untouchable, I don't even think his second album would have done what it did. Like, Game is a smart artist and he's good, but he's you always used the tactics of beef or throwing shots at somebody repeatedly, 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 and his music has just been okay. That's why I don't think he's heralded as what he was in, at, at, like at the height of his career. What do you think, man? I know I just got on well, the right there. Well, if he would, as you should, if he would have stayed with Fifty, no, I don't think he. I don't think he would have went. I don't think he would have took off like he did because remember he was kind of restricted from working with certain people. Mm. Because you know, I mean, mm. even though that didn't stop him from doing that, uh, this is this is kind of how you know Lloyd Banks didn't really take off because he wasn't able to work with a lot of people because everybody that you know was hot at the time, you know, Fifty was in the beef with, you know, so. Mm. Um, if it wasn't for them breaking up, you know, his career may not have, you know, probably when it took off like that. Um, but I kind of disagree though. I thought LAX was a great project and Jesus Peaks. I mean, I, um, yeah, Jesus Peaks. They were cool. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people feel like the documentary wasn't, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a classic, but a lot of people saying it wasn't that good. I I don't get those yeah. people. Uh, that was those, I for me. Yeah, I, I honestly think if the beef with Fifty Cent wouldn't have happened and and Game would have been able to work with Dr. Dre because he was he was legally not able to work with Dr. Dre so long, his whole career. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that he had a bad career. I want to make sure I'm not saying that. But I think we would have got another classic album from Game because you're right. LAX was solid. It was very good. But if you would have put him back in the booth and getting getting to work with Dr. Dre again, I think it would have been even better. I think that would have been the classic. Not even a doctor's advocate. No, I think right now, hey, don't do that. <laughs> I think I think right now, Game is sitting on at least two to three classic albums. Mm, okay, I can't rock with it, but I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I'll, you know we go. You know we gonna take this to Twitter that's fine that's fine classics so you're saying you're saying let me make the documentary jesus peace and lax are classic albums uh, i like the doctor's the doctor's advocate too man that's why i say i will say, i will say doctor's advocate did show his growth as an artist but it still uh -huh. wasn't better than the documentary to me like i can listen to the documentary I, hey, and people, there's one skippable in the documentary for me. look jay-z Jay-Z, Pac is probably the only cat. Oh, and Kanye. Right now is the only three. No, in DMX, too. God damn, we, have some, we got some legends, boy. Those four cats right there, you can say they had classic after their first one. It's not too many cats that, that could do that. Yeah. By the way, Kanye is the first back-to-back-to-back. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first, the first three. three. Uh, the first DMX three. had a back. Some back to back. Who? DMX had back to back. Oh, you know what? I take that back. DMX. Dark and hell is hot and flush on my flush. Oh, yeah. I think. Absolutely. I think Jay Z got. Yeah, I gotta go with all the blueprints. I'm sorry, I gotta go with all the blueprints. But I think Kanye's was just God. That's Kanye's like was seven. different. Was different. Yeah, yeah, it was different. Yeah. I yeah. can't quite articulate why or how, but it, yeah, the but first, it was. That's, first, another, that's another Twitter topic, people. We I'm coming with you with the with the three piece. Who got the three piece? All right, that's that's dope. I like that. But yeah, I I can't rock with you on the three classics. But he he got a classic and some very solid albums. Okay. Oh oh man, we got to come up with a. Uh, where do we rank him? That's a whole other topic. Where do we rank him in the, as far as the the dish tracks? Oh, he's a legend in that. He's he's in the upper echelon. That, that's that's three hundred bars was crazy. Three hundred bars. He had another one. Um, like that that whole Black Wall Street series of mixtapes he was coming out with. Like that, I was eating that shit up like fucking candy, bro. Like, uh -huh. pff, 
that was that was uh that yeah. was that was a uh, that was a moment. They cats need to go back to that, man. Yeah, hip that was that's when it was good in hip hop, bro. Like as much as problematic as fifty cent was and people say how he tore down New York music, it was just so so, so good to see so many people competitive. Like it, it sucks some of the places that it went, but competitive when hip hop is competitive, there's nothing like it, bro. Yeah. I remember him going. I mean, you had G Unit, like you said, you had Black Wall Street, and then you had Fifty versus Kanye. That was crazy. That's when cats really started paying attention to yeah. the numbers. And that, and then the locks got in it. Like even like oh, Sheik's this to to like bro. It was some. It was just some classic music being made at that point in time, man. Yeah, yeah. But the locks right. being the best group of all time. That's crazy. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move. On. <laughs> I'm going to give you that one. Uh, we're going to go here. We're going to get into our last break. When we come back, we're going to do week three of the best live performer brackets before we go home. We'll be right back after this. This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode. So make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane, I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgeniuses.com pod at gmail.com thank you so we're gonna go ahead and, and recap uh the we'll do week three of the best live performer brackets and uh so first we got up <laughs> oh man first matchup of the day michael jackson and elton john well thanks yeah. for coming uh john yeah. we'll see yeah. you later i agree rocket man <laughs> You're right. rocket man fly your ass up out of here first of all ain't nobody beating michael jackson um so that um, we'll, we'll go, we'll go ahead and go through that one. Next <laughs> one, <laughs> next one, uh, Janet Jackson versus Kanye West. Let's slow down now. Yeah, let's this slow is where we need to slow it down because I mean we just talked about how Kanye West was special. Yes, and what he did. Yes, but so was Janet Jackson. Kanye was a great performer, though. Exactly. Like, we're not, and that's the key thing for people listening. We're not talking music here. We're strictly talking live performances. And that's what makes this a little bit difficult is because, yeah, Kanye West's music to me is more classic. I can recite more Kanye West songs than Janet Jackson solo songs, but it's undeniable what Janet Jackson did as a live performer. She yeah. danced with a chair. Yeah. Well, and popped out her boob at the Super Bowl. There you Remember go. that? That was a performance. She might just get the W for that. <laughs> um, she was jumping off of tables and shit. I know. You're right. I think, it's, yeah, I think it's going to have to be Janet, even though I don't know. It pains me to get rid of Kanye. But that performance she had with her brother in a scream video. Yeah, scream. All right. Yep. Voting for Janet. You both voting for Janet? Just to make it clear. You're both voting for Janet Jackson in this. Yes. I'm voting for you, Hayes. Because <laughs> I see you all that bullshit right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give this one to Kanye West for me personally. Oh, my Lord. Here we go. And I wanted to vote for Janet Jackson, but I didn't feel safe. tell me what performance that stood out besides the fact that he interrupted that little white girl. Um, um, you got it. Uh, you got it. You, you gotta, know what else? Yeah. The block party. I mean, he curated a fucking amazing performance yeah. and brought out like a band and I don't know. I do think he does go the extra mile for his performances, but that's more his curation and creative kind of mind and not necessarily like Janet dances and you know what I mean? Like Janet's 
actually physically and performing. she's performing on her on her fans too mm. literally yeah, yeah whereas kanye's more like he's a mastermind behind it but he's just jumping around really you're okay you may be turning me here right shout out to pops he don't know how to coordinate <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, this is so difficult. Fuck it. I'm I, okay. You you guys convinced me. I'm I'll go Janet Jackson on this one. I mean, no, that wasn't difficult. Janet hey, make the bracket because you were outnumbered. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she was gonna win regardless. You're right. But uh, all right. So Janet got that one. We'll just Thanks go, for the support. <laughs> all right. Next one. Uh, Jimi Hendrix versus ACDC. Slow it down again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Jimi Hendrix. But okay, here's my thing, and I'm not gonna act like I've seen every Jimi Hendrix performance or even a lot of them. But every Jimi Hendrix performance I've seen is what he sets the guitar on fire. He 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 sings. He plays the guitar expertly. But like, what you could have stopped with set the guitar on fire. I mean, honestly. yeah, but like, what what ACDC? I'm not the hugest fucking hard rock fan or ACDC fan. But in looking at their performances, they're still just at least they're jumping around. Like I, I don't I don't know. This is a weird one for me. I don't know how to go on this. Baylor? I'm going I think he set the guitar on fire, man. Like yes, that is true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that's talent. Like he is so the little Wayne of that era. Wow, mm. bro. Wow. Wow. I can't believe I you just said it that way. I should not have said that. No, I mean I, it makes sense, but that's just that's that's a wild well, I also person. just feel like him playing the guitar itself when you knew when it was Jimmy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and that's the talent. I mean, that's, you know, that's a performance. Okay. It, fe- it felt like, it felt like, it felt like he knew how to 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 somehow involve some soul into that. That is yeah. true. That is, that is very true. Like she just said, you knew when he, when he hit them strings, you know who it was. Mm-hmm. Because only he could bring that sound. Yeah. And he said the shit on like, fire, you too. you know who? Prince. Yeah. No, we don't get to that. All we don't right. get to that. All right. I- I'll vote Jimi Hendrix on this one because <laughs> which, you guys convinced me again. The so- Being able to bring soul like that through a guitar is a talent that needs to be celebrated. And that is a performance because he's actually playing that. So, Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, I'll give it to Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, last matchup for the evening: Lady Motherfucking Gaga versus DMX. Damn, you gotta slow it down. Yeah, you really you have to slow, slow it down it. here. And you know, like again, if people just think music, they'll be like, "How can you vote?" Like this is like Lady Gaga's performances are fucking theatrical as hell, and DMX DMX's performances are so passionate. Like I remember the like he what, I can't remember the song it is that he breaks down he used to break down crying every single time he performed the song like there was so much into a DMX performance that whether you were live or seeing it on TV you felt that but it's like what do we do do we give the the production value over the passion of of the performance here for me it's always going to be passion it's always going to be the the feelings that you elicit in me and DMX gets gets my vote here that is great no, it's not for me. All right. Oh, I get to be the tiebreaker. Yes. But keep in mind, and don't get me wrong, passion, I'm all about that. But I feel like Gaga's performances are equally passionate. And she plays fucking instruments and fucking does coordinated dances while hitting octaves. Like, I don't know. DMX isn't doing that. And I love him. But Gaga's the better performer. Okay, that's fair. Uh... 
See, I actually, now I, I'm going to say I agree, but I haven't decided. But I agree with what Mary said about the passion. I think both of them are evenly passionate for, for their craps, you know, but I think it depends on what are you looking for. Are you looking for more of the wow? Because she brings costumes. She actually yes. creates a story when she performs. Yes. Or are you looking for that energy, you know, because DMX could throw on one or two tracks and it could be negative 37 degrees, but you burning up mm. without alcohol. I feel like Daga's performance is requiring more talent than DMX's. Ooh, okay. I'm going to, you know, I, I, I can't argue that point at all. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Bella. Go ahead. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to shock the world. I got to go Lady Gaga. Damn. <laughs> Shit. All right. This, because th- I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. This and, and for this reason and this only reason. I, it's a she has a bulk of music and I probably like maybe two or three tracks, but I will watch every performance that she mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. All right. Not knowing the damn song. Okay. Well, that's what's up. That's it for week 3. We got one more uh part of the bracket before we officially move into round 2. But what we have set up so far, uh what we set up this week is Battle of the Siblings, Michael versus Janet Jackson in round two, and Jimi Hendrix versus Lady Gaga in round two as well, which that's wild. That's wild. This yeah. shit's gonna get us cussed the fuck out. Oh I got a cur- I got a curveball curve for the next round too. As 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 the reason on how I'm gonna pick uh my winners. I'm not sharing it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, this has been another episode of the breaks radio we're sorry if we piss you guys off with any of our fucking uh uh votes on this one but oh well it's our podcast but go ahead uh people tell them where they can follow you and leave them with any parting words ladies first as always miss mary take it away Wanja, bad romance um you can find me at miss mary almonte.com no just miss mary almonte <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. This yeah. wiped me out. Absolutely. All right, Baylor. At Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. And I also want to encourage people. I just sent a tweet out maybe about, what, 30 minutes ago? Oh. I sent out a playlist. It's called California Boulevard. I want, I tagged certain people because they were from different parts of, you know, the country. And I want them, the main reason why I created this playlist is nothing but West Coast tracks on there. And the main awesome. reason why I create the main reason why I created it and I tagged certain people is because I knew those people would reach out to other people that's a part of their culture as well. And I want them to dig deep, not only show appreciation to the artists that's from their city and their state, but I want I want them to share the music that that they grew up on and that they're close to. And then maybe it's some tracks that you know I missed from back in the day. Oh, that's dope, Bella. Mm-hmm. Bella, you. you- what I will say, but I haven't known you very long, Baylor. I've known a little over a year now. Have I been familiar with you? And just in that year, like what, how I've seen you develop as a creative, and like the way your mind works with your content has been wild, bro. So you know, I I I showed you love earlier in the post that I did, but really I do appreciate you, bro, and seeing like all the different things that you have your hands in, and you're able to keep it at a high quality. It's just not easy, bro. I appreciate that. No. All right, stop it. Uh, we, yeah, are, we, ain't got, we, ain't got, we ain't got time for that. We ain't got time. We ain't got time. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's S C E O H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheBreaksRadio at gmail.com. We are the best music podcast around, period, point blank. And we will see you, lovely and beautiful people, next week. Peace. I love you, Lizzo. Yeah.
We cop new timepieces when these fools deny Jesus. Hate is a sin, dog. Be real. I got my hand on the pump. You on Twitter in your fields. Throwing subs, arguing with chicks. I pray for these niggas, same hands that I hustle with. Passing the offering place, I'm the preacher in foreign whips. Sermons and politics, miracles come with each and every flip. That De Niro from zero, so heaven sent. Immaculate blessings from Mary, I reminisce. On days we was broke, all we had was some common sense. Last night I had a nightmare, I was at the stove. I woke up in Paris, cooking up for hoes. That's why I thank the Lord for giving me this life. And even when I'm gone, the music keeping us alive. Yeah, it's called forever, ever, 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 ever family ties. Globals, who the dunk it from the projects? Eight balls from Poppy, when the dunk it in the Pyrex. Mischievous thoughts, foreseeing the sauce. Tom Montana in the Jeep, Chicky pulling the Porsche. Uh, the Frank Sinatra, the Spanish monsters. We the Jimmy's Cafe, ain't no need for opera. Had the fiend scream hallelujah, fuck the prosecutor. Gave my nigga 50 years and he was not the shooter. When they see us, solitary confinement. Deep, deep in your mind, no pressure, no doubt. So it's